presented by Google. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Thursday, December 14th. In recent weeks, the Biden White House's justification for engaging in U.S.-Mexico border negotiations with Republicans in return for a tranche of new Ukraine aid has sounded something like this. Democracy and our national security is at stake here. Stopping Russia now means avoiding an escalation with Moscow, possibly another world war. But there's a simpler, albeit more callous reason. The politics are good for President Joe Biden. At least, that's the central finding in a recent poll commissioned by Blueprint. That's a new public opinion research firm aimed at delivering tough talk to Democrats in order to secure Biden's re-election. The study was shared with Playbook exclusively last night, and the results find that, number one, voters align more with Donald Trump than Biden on matters of immigration, asylum, and the border. That more than half of respondents said they want the U.S. to reduce the number of refugees and asylum seekers it takes in. And that a majority of voters prefer a deal that ties foreign aid with stricter border security than one that doesn't address the border at all. The group's head pollster, Evan Roth-Smith, sent us a statement saying that the current Ukraine and Israel aid negotiations offer Biden an opportunity to positively realign voter perceptions of his immigration policy. Such a deal, he says, will reach voters that Democrats need to win elections, and Biden would disappoint far more of them with inaction than he'd alienate through a well-structured deal on border and foreign aid. Now, this advice to hug the center at the expense of the base has proven fruitful for Democratic presidents in the past. Party elders still recall how President Bill Clinton passed welfare reform and a crime bill before his re-election, giving him a boost with independence. But not everyone agrees with that strategy in the Democratic Party. And this morning, joining me to discuss the other side of this argument on Biden and the border is our White House reporter, Jen Habercorn. Good morning, Jen. Hi, Rachel. Great to be with you. So I just laid out for listeners new polling suggesting Biden would benefit politically from a border deal, even if it means giving major concessions to the right on asylum. But there are many Democrats who say the opposite. What are you hearing from progressives right now? Progressives are really anxious about these negotiations. They do not want to see significant rollback of what they say is a U.S. right that migrants who come to the border should be able to seek asylum. They're really worried, frankly, that the Biden administration is going to go too far in their eyes and give away all these border policies. They call them Trump era border policies in exchange for a couple months of Ukraine funding. So they're really antsy and they don't want to see this come together. So what does the White House think of this debate? Do they think there's a political upside to pissing off the base? Well, they certainly would characterize it in a different way. Um, But certainly the White House has intimated from the very beginning, you know, when Republicans first said they want to talk about the border, the White House said they wanted these negotiations to continue. And they kept an arm's length, but they wanted them, you know, not only because They want this Ukraine funding, which, of course, is the end game here, but they want to address the border as well. I mean, they've seen the polling that you talk about today, but also, you know, a lot of other polling has backed up this point as well, that the border and immigration policy is a huge vulnerability for the president. So they feel like they can argue here that, you know, Republicans have forced them to the table. They didn't want to do this. They didn't want to, you know, hold uh, Ukraine hostage for a border deal. But at the end of the day, they were able to back policies that will stem the um, 
the the rush of migrants at the border. And it's interesting. You've got some reporting in uh, your story up on Politico.com that suggests that the White House is sort of keeping some of the people who really don't want a border deal at arm's length. Tell us a little bit about Hispanic lawmakers, the Hispanic caucus. They've been trying to get this meeting with the White House and the chief of staff specifically, and they haven't been able to get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, which is a pretty powerful group on Capitol Hill, has been trying to get a meeting with the White House chief of staff, Jeb Sines, because they want to make the case to him in person that this is a bad idea, that they feel like the White House is going to give away the right to asylum and institute these Trump-era immigration policies, as they say. And they want to make the case to Zients in person. That request has not been granted. Zients has had some one-on-one phone calls with the chair of the Hispanic Caucus and some of the senators who are involved. And the White House hasn't ruled out more, you know, meetings or engagement here. But the Hispanic Caucus feels frustrated by this. They feel like, you know, not only are there no Hispanic lawmakers in the room, but they have no transparency into what is happening in these negotiations. And so they're trying, you know, they're banging on these doors, trying to get some attention. And they're frustrated that they're not getting any feedback. Yeah, it's almost like some of these folks feel like the White House is almost taking their support for granted. Mm hmm. On the other hand, I mean, some Democrats say Biden needs the base to win re-election. Is there a fear that people who would be angry about a border deal won't actually show up and vote for him? Or I guess on the other side of things, what are they going to do? Vote for Donald Trump as an alternative, which would be worse? Is that sort of the, the calculus here that these folks, even though they're mad, would probably fall in line with Biden in 24? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really tough calculation to make today, a year out. You know, certainly I would have a hard time making the case that those folks are going to become Donald Trump supporters. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think it's a question of whether those these folks would stay home. Latino population is a huge voting block. And if they feel like, you know, after President Trump, when immigrants were, you know, felt like they were on the chopping block all the time, if they feel like Biden isn't doing anything better than former President Trump did, that would be a huge disincentive to get out and vote or to get out and uh, uh, knock on doors. So I think it's a really big risk for the White House to ignore this group. And certainly, you know, yesterday, the Hispanic caucus was on the Hill kind of making this case that this is not a group to be taken for granted, frankly. Yeah. Is there any fear amongst Democrats or the White House that Republicans actually don't want to give him a border deal because it would be a legislative victory uh, and therefore will sort of find any reason to say no to a border deal that might help him politically? Well, you know, the theory that I've heard more often from Democrats, and and, I mean, they admit that it's the, the cynical take is that Republicans never wanted a Ukraine deal, so they attached the most complicated legislative issue on Capitol Hill to Ukraine funding. But certainly, to your point on giving Biden a victory here, I asked Senator Daines from Montana, I asked him that question. I said, if this is so good for Republicans, why would you want to take this away from from, from Biden, take this off the table? And he he, re- he replied kind of cynically and <laughs> laughingly and said, you know, we have so many other issues we can run on. We can just solve this problem or at least make some progress on solving this problem and take this one off the political table. Senator Daines, the leader of the Senate Republican Committee. Yes. So last question for you. How likely is it that this deal comes together, would you say? What are your sources telling you? 
You know, it's really tough to say right now. Certainly, it seems like uh, lawmakers are going to leave town this week without a deal. And uh, just a couple days ago, they were saying that that, you know, would would mean an end to Ukraine funding and an end to a border deal. What I think is likely to happen is they'll continue negotiations over the break. I'm pretty skeptical and, and my sources are pretty skeptical that a deal can come together. That said, I think the thing that's most encouraging to people who want a deal is the White House's involvement and the White House's interest in getting this done, and that that's going to incentivize the players to to stay at the table as long as they need and get something done. Whether that kind of a deal can get through the Senate and the House is going to be really tough to say, because right now, as we talked about, there's a lot of opposition. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Thanks for joining us this morning, Jen. Great to chat with you, Rachel. And for the rest of your schedule today, the Senate and the House are in wrapping up final to-do items before they break for the rest of the year. And President Biden will visit the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, where he'll deliver remarks on prescription drug prices. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening.